The Chicago Bulls have lost their last three games in a row. The most recent one to the OKC Thunder in a game where the Bulls just looked flat, didn't have any energy, didn't execute defensively, and it just highlighted the fact of how far this team is from being a real playoff team. We're also going to talk about updates to Lonzo Ball and him posting videos of his recovery and dive into the mailbag, all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So I, I'm I'm growing tired of coming here and talking about losses, right? It, it's so much better to talk about wins. Um, but when your team gets completely exposed in the way that they did last night, um, it, it, it wakes you up some, right? It, it, it reminds you the fact that no matter how close it may seem like the Chicago Bulls team is, no matter how and what flashes this team shows in little bits of time, this team is considerably far off from making any type of impact or even being a halfway decent playoff team. Now, they may very well sneak into the plan, but even if they do so, don't really have much high hopes on what this team is going to be able to accomplish in the playoffs because right now this team is just not a good basketball team. When you boil it down and look at it, this is not a well-constructed, good basketball team. Yeah, we got some really good pieces on it. Zach Levine, especially now that he's looking back like Zach Levine, except for last night he said that the hand was bothering him. Patrick Williams, I, you know, regardless of what, how much frustration we get with Passive P or not, even though he looked pretty good last night, um, he's not going anywhere. This front office is not going to do what they've done with some other players, and that is give up on them before they get a chance to see their potential realized. That's just what it is. I would assume having a sophomore slump season, if I've ever seen one. Kobe White probably having his best overall season as a pro, even though his shooting splits are down, which just goes on to highlight just how well he's doing in other aspects of the NBA game, considering Per percentages is one of his worst shooting seasons of his career, only albeit a very young career. Not seeing Dalen Terry play, you know, it is what it is there. Um, DeMar is, is DeMar, and, you know, he's a veteran who is able to just come in and do some things and knows how to pick his spots, knows how uh, to, to change the energy and tempo of a game. DeMar knows how to do all those things. Lonzo Ball, he's going to be a bull for a while because just with the injury and everything there, they're not going to move him anytime soon, and they shouldn't because when Lonzo Ball is healthy, he's everything that you want from a point guard starting next to Zach Levine. But Vooch, and I don't want to overlook Vooch. Vooch has been the most consistent bull this season, um, despite some box score watches and what they would have you say. But at the end of the day, it's this. When you look at this team, regardless of the pieces, regardless of how many pieces you can see Javante Green and and and, and say, hey, these are, these are some pretty good scrappy players with some of them. Scrappiness doesn't apply to all the team, but when you look at this team and how it's constructed, it's not going to go anywhere. Even at the most optimal, even at the most optimistic that you can look at this team, they're what? A first-round playoff exit, maybe a fifth, sixth, sixth seed at best. And so while we all know, and I, well, let me not say we all because there are still some Bulls fans that are holding out hope that we're going to do a major trade this season, even though it's not coming if you know this front office. Three losses in a row after winning three games in a row. But And I know we've been without DeMar in two of those games and without him in the second half of the, of the third, it kind of – it still leaves so much to be desired with the way when you watch this team play and the way they execute or the lack of execution there. 
in this game for the Chicago Bulls. I will give Zach Levine his credit for getting to the free throw line 15 times because we don't usually see Zach Levine get to the free throw line. It seemed like he understood that his hand was bothering him, his shot wasn't going to be there, so he pushed the issue, ended up getting 25 points by getting to the free throw line. Shout out to him for adapting. Defense, mixed bag for Zach Levine in this game. Patrick Williams playing a rebounding really well from the critique he had last game, which I did call. I did say that Patrick Williams usually follows up a game in which he's criticized very heavily with responding well. If you watch this game, you saw Patrick Williams. I think in, within the first three plays of the game, Patrick Williams touched the ball all three times and scored, I believe, on at least one possession. He ends the game with 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Again, looks like a pretty good stat line. The Bulls in this game... Uh, 30 assists on 38 made baskets. That's usually the margin that we want them to be in. You want this team to be over 30 assists. But shooting 44% from the field, 31% from three-point range, having 16 turnovers, it's not going to get it done. And it does not seem like this team is going to be a team that pulls themselves out. Kobe White was the best player in the game tonight. And not just because he scored 19 points, the second highest of any Bulls player. Not because of that. But because of the way that he moved the ball, because of the way he was passing, six rebounds, six assists, the way that Kobe White was playing basketball out there, if you watch the game, he played and looked more like a, a poised veteran than Alice Caruso, more like a poised veteran than Derrick Jones Jr., more like a poised veteran than almost any other player out there. Kobe White has now arrived, and it sucks that he's arriving on a team that is just terrible. Now, is there still time, opportunity, uh, uh, chances that this team can turn it around this season? Absolutely, there's a chance for that. But that it's it's highly unlikely that it's going to happen and going to come to fruition because guess what? This team just isn't getting it done. And as many wins as we have against teams above 500 that make it look good, that make it look hopeful, that make it look everything else, this team sucks. That's just what it boils down to. This team is not a good basketball team. This team is not executed very well. This team does not play with a level of heart consistently. This team doesn't even play defense on a consistent level, even though we, on paper, have some pretty damn good defenders. This team is not going anywhere meaningful. Yeah, sure, we can sneak into the play-in. Cool. Cool. You know what? Uh, let, let, let's avoid the, the magic from getting the pick as best that we can. doesn't seem like we're getting the Portland pick either. But this team has some serious things that they need to look at and work out and work through because it ain't it. From the, from coaching the players, everybody got to get it. And as well as a let's not overlook. Matter of fact, let's take it. Let's let's put a pin in that. Let's not overlook the front office in this who I know a lot of Bulls fans are like, where they are, where are they talking? Front offices usually don't talk during the season. That's not the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is not seeing the action. I don't give a damn if you talk. Because at this point, everybody on this team, from the players to the coach, everybody, they say all the right things. But it very rarely translates to anything meaningful, meaningful or visible by, by actions. Very rarely. Sometimes it does, but then it's not usually maintained. AK and Eversley have to be looking at this team. And the more rumors that we get, that more things are going to say the same about this team, it concerns me for the future of it. Because even if you don't, and I know a lot of a lot of fans, they just want to see something done at the trade deadline. You get more for your assets back in free in during free agency. So let's see what they do then. But I tell you what, if the, if AK and Eversley think they can, they can sleepwalk their way through another free agency and make marginal signings and think that it's going to do anything meaningful for this team. The clock needs to start ticking on them too, and I hate to say that, but it's just real. At some point, actions are the only thing that matters, and the actions and activity of this team and front office are piss-effing poor, period. And it needs to change. It needs to improve. It needs to get better. But 
If to right the ship, you got to admit that you did some things wrong. And I don't know if AK and Eversley, to be quite honest with you, are ready to admit that they made some wrong moves, that they made some wrong deals, that they constructed this team that just has not, regardless of your vision and your, and your thought of how this team was going to come together, it has not happened in that way. Meaning, you have to adjust. You have to do something different. And yes, continuity is what most teams that get to the next level have. You take years to get together. You take years to find your groove. I understand all that. But this team has regressed in one, after one season of being together. That's not pointing in the right direction to start thinking anything meaningful is going to happen for this team all of a sudden. If you think it's going to happen through osmosis and hope, I don't know what the, what the hell you're doing out here. I just don't. So we'll see what happens with this team, but everybody needs to be held accountable from the players to the coaches to the front office. Everybody this offseason needs to be held accountable for improving what the hell is going on with this team on the basketball court. And I guess we'll see if it happens. Right now, the Bulls have a 31.9% chance of keeping their own draft pick, which means that tanking, for those that want to see a tank, going for a rebuild, it's not happening, people. It's just not happening. So that means that AK and Eversley got to work the phones. They got to work this offseason. You got to earn your money this offseason. I get it. First year you came in by the tread down deadline. You moved Wendell. You moved Gafford. You moved uh, you moved Laurie in the offseason. Cool. You got you did some work there. The following offseason, you acquired Lonzo Ball. You acquired DeMar DeRozan. You acquired Alice Caruso. All those things. All right, cool. You did some work. This past offseason, you signed Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, who have shown some great flashes, and Dragic is way and proven me wrong in a lot of ways. But it hasn't translated to anything meaningful for this team. You got to get back to getting active. We said the players need to get active. This front office also needs to get fucking active. So excuse my French. but trying not to curse as much, but this team, it's only so much that I can avoid doing. All right, let's move on from that. Lonzo Ball posted... A series of videos yesterday of his workout. One was dunking, one was running, one was doing punching drills. Lonzo Ball is at least somewhat making the next steps up. But what I want to say in this and what I want to talk about in this is that still do not expect Lonzo. I do not expect Lonzo Ball to come back this season. Even if you look at that video of him running, you can still tell it's it's some pain going on there. It's not likely that Lonzo Ball is coming back this season. It is great to see him doing more things to, from a person who just literally said a month and a half or two months ago, whatever it was, that he couldn't even walk up steps. So it's good to see him dunking. It's good to see him jogging. It's do, good to see him doing those things. But let's not let that be a smokescreen to make us think that he's coming back in any meaningful way this season. It's highly unlikely that it's going to happen. If it does, shout out to him. If he does come back, it's probably going to be more of a Patrick Williams comeback last season, meaning maybe he comes back with 10 games left on the season. And what does that really mean to translate for a player who's been out of basketball for you? Keep in mind, Patrick Williams is only out of basketball for six months. Lonzo Ball's been out of basketball double that, and usually when you see a player outside of basketball for a calendar year, it takes some time. It just takes some time before we before that player gets their rhythm back, things like that. So we'll see what happens with Lonzo Ball. I am extremely happy that he is doing some things and making the next step in his rehab, but we're still probably a, a ways away from Lonzo Ball returning in a meaningful way to Chicago Bulls basketball court. All right, that's it for me yapping today. Let's get into the voicemails. This first one, this is from, I think, a first-time call. He left some voicemails early in the week, but I'm not going to play him. You'll see why. But uh, I think this is the first time he's got a voicemail played on the show. This is from TL Beats. Yo, what's going on, Hey, It's your boy TL, a.k.a. TL Beats. Man, bro, I just left a voicemail a couple days ago, right before the Boston game, and all this bull, oh, continuity might work. 
the Bulls might get the 46 to 50 win. Bro, I really hope you don't play that. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to look crazy because I just watched the Washington game. This the morning after the Washington game. Man, what the hell was that, bro? Shout out to Zach for doing what he could. But, man, bro, we we definitely need a lot of work, like IQ and everything. Like a couple players are tweaking, like drumming. Like I, I believe in him, but his IQ wasn't good last game. And a lot of people didn't step up. Like P-Will wasn't aggressive enough. Um, they didn't look to Vooch like they probably should have too. But just seeing how that team crumbled yesterday in that Washington game, yeah, we definitely uh, we got a lot of work to do, man. I do believe we could still potentially be a playoff team. But like you said on your live stream last night, man, this team could go on a 15, 20-game winning streak right now, bro. And the trust isn't there. You just don't know what team you're going to get night in and night, night out. And, yeah, you could put some of the blame on Billy a little bit. But I'm honestly, bro, I'm looking at the players right now, bro. Because I can see how frustrated Billy is. I know he's preaching this stuff, and I know you got to get through to your players. But, man, something got to get. Like, P. Will, you got to unlock that dog, bro. And I hope you can do it within the next year or two because I see it in him to potentially be that. But, man, bro, you got to get that mentality together, bro. Uh, Zach, he doing – it's good to see the flashes from Zach. That's the one, you know, bright spot in this, seeing Zach coming back in the form. That's pretty cool. But, overall, this team, yeah, we got a lot of work to do, bro. I think we can still make the playoffs – Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Damn. Hopefully, uh... AK and Mark Eversley are looking around and thinking about slightly retooling a few things because we need some interior defense, uh, some more help on the defensive side, and then we, of course, need some shooters. But uh, I, I do think this team could potentially make the playoffs, but hopefully you don't play that last voicemail I, I uh, left a couple of days ago because now I look like a damn fool. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but keep doing what you're doing, Hayes. Tell me what you think about the potential retool and if they're going to do it or not. And um, hopefully we can at least get to about, you know, 42-plus wins. We'll have to see, man, because this team's pretty inconsistent. But, you know, go Bulls. I'm still going to root for them. But until they change this stuff around, I ain't going to lie, bro. They're playing like the Chicago Buns. That's their name until they switch it around. I love my team, but for now, they're the Chicago Buns. Be smooth, bro. Stay blessed.
What the hell is wrong with the Chicago Bulls? The team's bipolar in their play, in their execution, in their coaching, everything. Everything is bipolar about this team. It's one extreme or another. We either look really good against really good teams or we look absolutely fucking terrible against bad teams. That's just the way it goes with this team. The bipolar play is everything that that yeah, is, is causing the issue with this team. Now, when you said that the players are not performing and sometimes the coach, here's my thing. Yes, the players are not performing. But as a leader, Again, and that's the way that I like to look at things. As a leader, you cannot blame the people that are below you. I mean, below you sounds bad. You cannot blame the people that you are supposed to be leading if you're not getting what you want out of them. You know why? Because you're the leader. That means that you have to find a different way to motivate them. When I said on the live stream a couple of days ago that, you know, you to motivate Patrick Williams and to get him to being active in a game, you have to run plays for him. People are like, well, this player, you don't have to do that. This player, you don't have to do that. Okay, that's fine. That's those players. As a leader, as a motivator, it is up to you to find a way and to get through to each person on their individual levels, on what matters to them, on what's meaningful to them. You have to find a way to get through to them, to get out of them what you need by being a leader, by being a mentor. And so, to me, Billy Donovan is still at fault. For a lot of this, not 100%, but still at fault for a lot of it because if you're not getting what you need out of Patrick Williams, it's up to you as the coach to figure out a way to get that out of him. And people always like to do the Kawhi comparisons. You know what? Kawhi didn't start off his career shooting 12, 15 shots a game. Kawhi shot, I think, five shots a game his rookie season and played a lot of minutes in that. You know what Pop started doing for him? And Pop has explained it like this before. You build he built on his game. It was like building blocks. One season, all right, we're going to start getting you in pick and rolls. The next season, we're going to get you, we want we want to run some three-point shots for you. The next season, now we want you to start distributing. We're going to run some offense through you. That's what Billy Donovan has failed to do that with Patrick Williams. And I know people are going to say, well, how do you expect to do it when you have two players on the team that, that are heavy ball? Like, I don't give a damn about that because you're not winning doing that. So what do you need to do? You have a young player that... But albeit is not aggressive, albeit does not show the drive that a lot of people, and not, no, let me not say that, the, the drive that we deserve to see from a player on this team. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Patrick Williams in his career has had 28 games where he has gotten double-digit shot attempts. In those 28 games, he averages 16, 6, and 4. That is the production we need from Patrick Williams. So you know what that should tell you as a motivator? You got to run things for Patrick Williams, whether you like to or not, whether you think that, oh, you, he should just be aggressive. He's not. So what do you need to do? As a leader, you have to find a way to motivate him. You have to find a way to motivate Ayo DeSumo. What have we seen with Ayo DeSumo? When you allow him to push the pace and dictate the tempo, he is a way more aggressive point guard, and he actually is pretty damn good at at penetrating um, into, the, into the lane. His ability to hit some of those layups, we've we seen him muff a couple of layups, but, you know, it is what it is there. You, as a leader, have to find a way to motivate your charge. And if you're not doing that, you're failing as a leader. And that's my biggest issue with Billy Donovan. He came into this team for development. Development and the way he's able to develop players was one of the first things that they mentioned in the hiring of Billy Donovan. We ain't seen nobody develop. Kobe, you can give it to Kobe. First full offseason, all those things, he's finally started developing other aspects of his game. But we need to see that from the other players as well. All right, moving on from that, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Auntie. Hey, what's the word? It's your auntie. It's your T.C. Goon. Hey, only person that gave a fuck about this game was motherfucking Zach Levine 
and uh, Kobe White. How about Kobe White? Kobe White showed like showed that he had soul. He had heart. He had heart. I know damn well y'all ain't got him on the trade market. Ain't no way in hell y'all got him on the trade market. Y'all about look at somebody at the end of that motherfucking bitch and put their ass on the trade market. But I know damn well y'all ain't got Kobe on the trade market. That man been showing out and stepping up. I don't give a fuck for the last two weeks. I don't know what nobody else seen, but I know what the fuck I seen out of Kobe. He showed showed me the fuck. He shut me up, and Kobe been doing well. Zach Levine, he could do, he did all he could do tonight. When you got only two people really scoring, and everybody else just walking around, they not cutting, they not moving. Patrick Williams didn't get involved till like third one the fucking quarter. He missed all types of shots, just like with the Washington game. Who the fuck you think you will, Patrick Williams? First of all, the ball was out. There was your time to shine. Uh, Washington didn't have, they had, both good players out. You supposed to deal with the fuck you did. You supposed to house Zach uh, the other night. You didn't. You gave Zach a fuck you said. Just like tonight. Everybody on the war team need to go in that locker room and jump Billy ass. Everybody need to be slapped. I yo, I don't know what the fuck going on with you, but you know what, Billy? Bitch his ass. Every time this bitch play like this, bitch his ass. Sick of IOS. This shit not making sense. You know how the motherfucking play. You ain't just not coming to the board. You playing in college. You know what's going on in this damn court. You, you, you know how to play defense. You got offense. And you not showing it. You not popping up. They played you like you was a little kid, like a long little kid on the court. They was treating the shit out your ass on the court, IO. What the fuck got into you? Hey. Lukovic was just standing there, let motherfuckers doing what the fuck they want to do in the hole. Drummond didn't get no motherfucker on tick time today. I don't know what the fuck uh, Billy got going on. You see, uh, Vooch wasn't doing shit. Why not put Drummond in? Okay, he getting um foul trouble. You got to put him in if he getting foul trouble or not. Some got to get because this shit tonight, this one it. This shit tonight was not it. I'm telling you, it, it, hey, hey, this shit was embarrassing. The last two games been embarrassing. These motherfuckers been fucked up in here, and I don't know what the fuck to tell you. But this shit, I ain't got no words for the boys. They, that's why I call it ass, the bullshitters. You know what the fuck they is, the motherfucking bullshit. Hey, granny man. Hey, my granny man. What's my granny man doing? What's grandma man doing? He'll fast shit, grandma. Yeah, my granny man. You better than the boys. My grandson played better than y'all. This shit don't make no damn sense. But all right, Hayes, I'm going to get up with you, my boy. As you guys know, I really sometimes don't have any follow-up for when Auntie leaves a voicemail because she's always on point. Always on point. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, Zach Levine, you can tell that he cares. Albeit he still makes some boneheaded basketball IQ decisions, all that. Kobe White, I agree with everything Goon said on Kobe White. Kobe White at this point has, to me, played himself into another contract, albeit maybe not a, lar- a, a long contract. Maybe you don't re-sign him for the full five years or anything like that. But I think Kobe has shown enough to where he deserves to stay on this team. I'm I, like, That's just my opinion. I know not everyone is going to share that, but I fully want to see Kobe White stay on this team and continue developing on this team because I tell you what, when he got going last night, when he got in that rhythm, he was 4 of 9 from three-point range. I want, to, I want to see that, of course, a little bit better. But when he got into rhythm, the Bulls took the lead at that point in time. And that's the type of impact that a scorer that can come off the bench can give your team. But then you, you, you factor in, Kobe's making some of the best passes he's ever made in his life. His court vision is the best that I've seen him since he's been in the Bulls uniform. His ability to put, push the pace, understand picking his, his spots, his defense, especially the weak side defense, so much better. Kobe White has drastically improved his play, and I think 
he definitely needs to keep being on this team personally. Now, as far as P. Will missing his time to shine, a little bit better from P. Will last night, 6 of 11 shooting, 18 points. But at the end of the day, it's this. We need that from P. Will every single night. And until P. Will gets to that point, it's on him. It's on the coaching staff. Per what I said on the last voicemail, he absolutely missed his opportunity. We'll see if DeMar comes back against Golden State because even if DeMar does come back, P. Will's still going to be important in that matchup with Golden State. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Like, P. Will got to get it together. Got to get it together. Bagoon's on point as always. All right, let's move into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Shay. What's up? Hey, is this your boy, Shay? Hey, man. I was, you know, I was listening to you and Pat on Lockdown Bulls, right? And y'all had said something about letting Laurie Wendell Carter go and seeing what they became now. And you compared it to Patrick Williams. But one thing that makes Patrick Williams that's going to have Patrick Williams' story here turn out a little bit better than what those guys did is because of Patrick Williams having a guy, a superstar like DeMar DeRozan, who's been in the league a lot longer. Wendell Carter and Laurie Markham, when they were here, they didn't necessarily have that, you know, a veteran that could take them under the day wing and, like, work with them throughout the offseason, throughout the offseason. And I feel like that's going to be a big – improvement versus what they had and now what P. Will has. So I think that you're going to see a lot more progression in Patrick Williams with us more than they had when they were with us. You know what I'm saying? So you can, so that's why I do agree with you. We shouldn't give up on Patrick Williams, especially as of yet, especially when you see what Kobe White is doing now, if that, if that makes sense to you. Anyway, tell me what you think. All right, Shay talks about P. Will and how it's a higher opportunity. I get what you're saying, Shay, and I, not that I disagree. He does have DeMar DeRozan on this team to mentor him and things like that, and that is something that we just didn't have. We didn't have a veteran leader on this team when we had Laurie, when we had Wendell, when we had Daniel Gafford. We just didn't. And so hopefully that mentorship does pay off, but we haven't seen it. Like, you spent a summer with DeMar DeRozan, and you did not develop a single lick of killer instinct? DeMar DeRozan, for all his flaws as a player and whatever else you want to point to, one thing about DeMar, he's going to try to get that win. He's going to go out there and put his heart on the line. He's going to go out there and try to play. Patrick, listen, that's the, the thing that is always about that. Like, yeah, it sounded good. It sounded great. And I'm still glad that P-Will went out there to train with, with DeMar. And hopefully he does it again this summer. But at some point, right, you can't. You you can you can teach somebody to fish, but you can't eat it for them, right? I I can I can explain something all day. I can't comprehend it for you until P. Will understands what he needs to do and takes ownership of his own development. It almost doesn't matter who else you have in here to mentor him. Now I do like, and I said this early in the episode, I do appreciate the fact that AK is committed to P. Will's development. They don't want P. Will to go where they know that there's a chance, and as long as there's a sliver of that chance that P. Will can go to another team and uh, for, for example. If P-Will was under Coach Pop right now, I guarantee you P-Will will be um, averaging 15 and 8. I guarantee 15 and 6. I guarantee it at the minimum because Pop would put P-Will in the position to where you can't do anything else but that. So we, we, we need to see more development. I'm glad that AK and Eversley are committed to that development, but we need to see it come along in a meaningful way here sooner rather than later, man. That's my opinion. You guys can leave your thoughts on everything down below if you're on the YouTube side on everything said today. You can also get your own voicemails in, which I'll tell you how to do here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard on the show today, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. 
And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc